The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Many consider an out-of-body experience, what we call an OBE, to be a special gift from God. But what if you could leave your body at will and travel about on the other side of the curtain? Is such an ability a rare talent, or can anyone learn to do it? And what are the spiritual consequences of traveling through the spirit world before our death? Welcome to NDE Radio, brought to you by the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting. Every NDE begins with an OBE, an out-of-body experience. Before we can traverse the tunnel and go into the light, our soul or consciousness must leave our physical body, let go of our brain's perceptions of reality, and see this physical plane with spirit energy eyes. Our guest today is Amir Serrano, a researcher, writer, and lecturer on paranormal phenomena such as OBEs, NDEs, deathbed visions, after-death communications, reincarnation, mediumship, and afterlife. Mr. Serrano is the author of a new book titled The End of Death, How Near-Death Experiences Prove the Afterlife, and an upcoming manual, Out and About, How to Have Conscious Out-of-Body Experiences. Amir, welcome to NDE Radio. Thank you, Lee. Um, Good morning and to our listeners. Uh, It is a pleasure to be here to discuss with you all um, about our immortality. Great. That's great. We're looking forward to it. Before we begin, Amir, I'd like to read a passage from uh, beginning on page 15 of your book um, about how um, what how you describe the feeling of leaving your body. And this uh, this is a chapter titled The Perks of Being Free. Clearing my mind of mundane thoughts, I concentrated on relaxing, mentally suggesting that every part of my body relax. My objective was to induce the vibrational state to facilitate the exit of the spirit body. This internal vibration feels like a generalized tingling throughout the body as though you are receiving a mild electric shock but devoid of pain. And then you go on a little further. When the vibration peaks, the the spirit body begins to withdraw normally from the extremities, toes, feet, legs, and so on. It rolls up like a snowball, accumulating energy and moving upwards. As vital energy is removed from a certain part of the body, coldness and catalepsy or Muscular rigidity sets in. Breathing and heartbeat rates also begin to diminish. And when this process ends, the entire body becomes cataleptic and cold, and all the energy accumulates in the head. There is no pain or discomfort, but you might get scared if you're not familiar with it. You feel a sort of pressure in your head and may hear a buzzing sound, sometimes voices, laughs, music, or your name being called. At the height of the pressure, you sense that some something wants to eject through your head, but you remain conscious and capable of thinking, reasoning, making decisions, and so on. As long as your consciousness remains physically focused, you are aware of your body even though it's cold and cataleptic. You can also sense your physical environment, your bed, your room. The longest part of inducing a conscious OBE is establishing the vibrational state, which can take a few minutes or a few hours if you have the patience, but the rest is fast, a matter of minutes or seconds even. I thought that was a wonderful description, Amir, of of um, how you, how people are uh, going through the process of actually leaving their body. 
and you titled that chapter you titled that chapter the perks of being free and i thought maybe you could tell our audience uh, what you mean by that well the, because we uh we are free spirits and uh what what's happening to us right now is that we are uh experiencing human life we experience the physical life so our essence our true nature is spiritual we are spirit and we have this uh, a spirit body when we are free of the physical body. So we are in physical life just temporarily using the physical body. And, uh, it doesn't, the physical body, because of its nature, it doesn't give us all the freedom that we really, indeed, we have as a spirit. But we can experience that during out of body experiences and, uh, in the cases of near death experiences. That, that's what I mean. The freedom that we, we have as a spirit and that we will have when we leave Mm-hmm. And you suggest in your book that uh, this is not an uncommon thing for people to, to experience and that, in fact, in many of our dream states, we are actually out of our body. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very common. Uh, and uh, also the, the feelings that I, I described uh, in the book, like uh, the catalepsy, the, the tingling, you know, the vibrations, uh, the rigidness of the body. Ooh, a lot of people, and, and I'm sure that many of our listeners, they, they have experienced this. So it is something that happens normally, but and it is associated with us as a spirit living the physical body, but not everybody has that awareness. So the idea or my idea or the work I do my lectures, the book is to bring that awareness to to everybody, so that we we know that we are conscious when we are out of our body, and we can enjoy enjoy it more. Do you think that uh, if more and more people develop this ability, that we will have a more uh, spiritually aware population? In other words, will will people tend to grow mature spiritually from having such an experience? I, I truly, I truly believe it. Because the thing is that our incredulity about our immortality is because we were too concentrated many times, too stuck in physical life, and we don't give a proper attention to the spirit side or the, the spirit, that, the beings that we truly are. And uh, when we have this uh, out-of-body experience, for instance, uh, we know if we are aware conscious, we know that we are more than we think we are, more than physical beings, that we have this spirit body, that we can leave uh, the, the physical body, that we can also live a more freedom or our life, even if we're not in the physical uh, body or in the physical environment. And we see a lot of that during near-death experience, which is a more, let's say, more complete, more free type out of out-of-body experience because of... Uh, the, the, the body is almost uh, uh, dead in many cases, uh, clinically dead. So I'm sure that uh, when we have this knowledge, that you, you know that you have a spirit body. You know that you're much more than the physical body that you, we carry around. I'm pretty sure that that will change uh, the way we live and, and give, give us a more meaning to our lives. Mm. Now, when people have had near-death experiences, um, I'm thinking in particular of people who are blind and may have been blind since birth. If they have an OBE, can they see in their spirits, in their spirit body? Well, the, the OBE per se, um, there, there's not enough uh, research on 
on on on people, the 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 visually impaired people having out of body experience. There's not enough uh, um, research on that, and that would be something that would be great. Uh, what Dr. Kenneth Ring did uh, uh, on experiments, I mean, on his research was uh, 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 the, the visually impaired having a near-death experience. In the near-death experience of the the, the, the blind that he researched, most of them, and he had a quite quite a few number, most of them saw uh, when they were out of their bodies, and they, something that they couldn't do when they were in the physical body because the physical eyes were impaired. But once they were free of the physical body and of the impairment, then they're seeing, like uh, seeing with the soul's eyes, then they could see. Uh, but it's a great point to be a, uh, if if we, someone out there, or a scientist listening to us, uh, take on research on out of body experiences of the visually impaired and, and that would be great. Mm. I noticed in your um in the manual that, that you're about to publish uh called Up and Coming that you mentioned the Rhine Institute is about to uh go back to doing more research on OBEs. Uh the um International Association for Near Death Studies, which is a sponsor of this program, uh shares um common space with Rhine in uh, Durham, North Carolina. And uh, so if they're if they're working on that sort of thing there uh, in this uh, new year, I'm sure we'll be uh, very interested in, in finding out what they have to say. Um, yeah. I had another thought. You're a member of the Rhine Institute, yes? Yeah, of course. I'm associated with them. I am a member and... Uh... Uh, I follow their work and I use a lot of their material for my research. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, heard exactly what they plan to um, be doing with OBEs in this coming year? Not exactly, because it was just a brief mention. Um, mm-hmm. I did I, I did contact them and I'm waiting for a reply because I I also I'd love to participate in the, uh, in that research because it you know it interested me a lot, but they were pioneers. The, the, they did great job in the seventies. Uh, they did a lot of research with uh, Keith Harry, with Ingo uh, Swan, and some others. They were good, and, and now it's, I'm, I'm glad that they're coming back and doing more research on that because I'm pretty sure ND to me is, is proof enough that of our immortality and will be. As well, because you know, I experienced that, and I am sure that I'm not you know, just the physical body, and I'm pretty sure that our listeners, uh, many have had experiences like that, two water body experiences, and they also have come to this conclusion. Yes, it, it occurred to me while I was reading um, the out and about um, uh, that's about to be published. Wouldn't this be a great thing for people who are uh, trapped either by a, a handicapped body, or they're where they're um, stuck in a wheelchair, or perhaps uh, prisoners in a prison, um, for them to be able to do this at will. To um, I mean, the experience of freedom would be so much uh, more important to someone who is uh, is very limited in what they can do in their physical bodies. Definitely, um, I use the, the. I have an example when I uh, and the OBE research OBE in the lab in in, uh, in my book. Uh, Ed Morrell. Ed Morrell was a prisoner in San Quentin. Uh, he went to prison in the late 1800s, and, and he was in prison for several years. And most of the years in solitary, 
And uh, at that time, it was uh, the San Quentin was a horrible uh, prison, and uh, he spent most of his days in his straitjacket because he was a, a rebel. But now he wanted to change the the system, and he was already you know every time the, the uh, once in a while they put him in the straitjacket, and it was very uh, punish a lot of pain and stuff. And, and so he learned to leave his body at will. And, uh, so, and and while the body was there, straight jacket in, in in a dungeon in San Quentin, he was flying around in, in, in the bay, San Francisco Bay, and he even saw an accident, uh, uh, a boat there sank. He saw a device there in that boat. When he came out of prison, he patented that device, and it today has his name. It's a, it's a, a life-saving device that, that he patented, that he saw it working while he was out of body. So did he travel through time? Was he looking at something in the future when uh, when he was looking at a device that he himself had invented? No, no, no. He saw the accident happening. He was. I see. Yeah, and, and there was a. He saw that, and he apparently he wasn't patented before, so he did when he he came out of prison. Okay, so then he saw the accident in real time and uh, held on to the idea of this life-saving device and then patented it. Yes, that's, that's right. And oh, he, was, okay. he was the character that uh, Jack London uh, used. He was a friend of Jack London's, and he used to write his Star Rove novel uh, that was very successful in the, in the early uh, 1900s. Yes. <laughs> um on a slightly different topic, uh, Admira, tell tell the audience about the uh, silver umbilical cord that you describe in your book. Yeah, so we we like we are all energy, right? Our physical body is energy, our spirit body is energy. Energy is all around us. So there is this uh, connection. So this is uh, um, uh, I believe in reincarnation, and I believe that the spirit body that lives independently of the physical body. When we take on a, a uh, physical body, there's this energetic connection. And uh, so we, we are in, uh, like, the spirit, uh, our spirit body, our spirit energy at this moment is connected with the physical body. When we leave uh, uh, the physical body at night uh, uh, in an out-of-body experience or in a near-death experience, there's still this energetic connection with the physical body that it's only going to break when the physical body dies. So this is a connection that keeps us uh, together with the physical body while the physical body is healthy. And uh, But when the physical body ends, when we end our, our work on earth and the physical body will die, then there's the severance of the cord. But while the physical body is healthy, there's still this connection uh, between the two bodies which keep us like integrated with the physical body. And it's similar to the umbilical cord when the you know, the mother feeds the baby so that the uh, I mean the fetus so that the fetus grow grows. So it's really the spiritual body that's feeding the physical body rather than the other way around. That's right, yeah. But there is it but there's of course uh there since we are together, whatever we do physically affects our spirit body or our consciousness consciousness and uh and uh, the physical body the energy that we have uh, the, the the physical body, uh, the spirit body, is uh, what gives us motion in the power of thought. So what I'm thinking here, uh, what I'm, our interconnection right now, our exchange, it's not it's coming through our mouths and I hear it through my ear, uh, my ears because we are physically uh, 
focus at this moment. But all the, 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 the power, this power of hearing, the power of seeing, the power of uh, thinking, it's all part of our spirit body. And uh, what we're doing is uh, we're functioning like we are transmitting. So the physical body will be a transmitter. That's why when we have the out-of-body experiences or near-death experiences, that we leave the physical body, our consciousness our, and all the feelings, our thinking, our, our abilities, our emotion, everything goes in uh, the, the spirit body. And the, the physical body stays there, cataleptic in that case or, 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 or uh, in a coma in many cases, like a near-death experience. Hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've always wondered about is uh, how when the when the say the spiritual body or the soul returns to the physical body and we communicate say we tell a, a friend what what we've seen and what we've experienced it's that's working through our brain now how does the consciousness that travels outside of our body communicate? the information that it sees back into the brain for us to be able to utilize it. Well, there is like, we go out, right? So this is, this happens uh, in my experiences, and I'm pretty sure that our listeners who are familiar with out-of-body experiences or who have had an out-of-body experiences or who have had a near-death experiences uh, is, is familiar with that. So when, I, when I'm out-of-body, for, for instance, in my case, and I see things. I, I see environment. Could be a physical environment. Could be my physical body. Could I could also go, you know, in a in a physical place as I've done, like in São Paulo to visit my sister, or in another experience, or several others. Or if I go into the spirit realm to do something, to learn or, or do some work, all, all of that I can. I have all that information, and I see. I see all those, I, I observe, and I, I have that power of remembering what I see. And when I return to my body, I bring that uh, experience or the knowledge or the memory of that, that experience into my physical uh, body and into my physical brain. So uh, they are uh, something like somehow connected, like uh, if you have a television set, you know, you're shooting images in it while it is uh, turned on. But once mm-hmm. it's turned off, it's not, you know, it's not there anymore, but we have all the experience, the memories in, in, in our mental body. Oh, okay. Uh, I think the, t- the TV is a good analogy for what, I was, for what I was talking about. Now, in your book, you mentioned um, traveling outside of your body and seeing spirits that had no cord and they identified themselves as spirits that had died so if you're out of your body are you encountering um ghosts in effect well most definitely but not ghosts we call it ghosts but um we are surrounded by what we say you know uh, the afterlife where is the afterlife heaven or this other side of reality it's all around us you know it's not in another place it's all around us a different type of vibration and uh, so we are commingling we are we, we have exchange with the spirit and mediums for instance who have the ability to see uh the or have a better vision even when they're, they're in the physical body they can see ghosts or what we call the spirit like around you know in our living room 
But what mm-hmm. we say goes is just uh, spirits like us, but who are not manifesting in the physical life right now. So when we leave our physical body and we are vibrating the same subtle vibration as the other spirit bodies of, of, of our relative, for instance, could be our children who passed away or mother or, or whoever, that they're functioning uh, without a physical body. But we are out of the body, so we are in the same uh, tune, the same vibration. We can see, communicate with them, and they're just as solid as we are here physically. Now, are these spirits that have not gone into the light, are they just hanging around the earthly plane for a reason? Oh, no, not necessarily, because uh, this, uh, the, the spirit world is around us. So within where we are in our, in our living room, for instance, there may be a realm, not necessarily uh, a, a bad one, one that, you know, spirits that are earthbound, but it's one... Uh, uh, one level of uh, the non-physical reality. Just like in the city. In the city, you have within the same space, uh, you have, you know, place, different places. You have, a, you have college, uh, a college campus. You have uh, uh, a commercial uh, zone, a commercial area. You have a, a uh, residential area. They're all within the same space. So uh, the spirit world is something like that, too. But we do have that, like the earthbound spirits. They're mostly uh, who are hanging. They're, they're not aware. Most most of the cases, they're not aware that they're dead. So they're living and they're staying in their houses, many places, or this place that we call haunted, for instance, because they don't know that they're dead. They mm. still think they're, they're physically in a physical life. So if you travel out of body and you meet a spirit like that, can you tell them that they're dead? Can you? Move them along the path they should travel toward the light. Yeah, if they if they notice you, uh, they they do. And uh, we 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 have uh, when we are uh, aware that when we know how to leave our physical bodies, because we we function, we work in both realms uh, here. When we're physically doing our things, and when out of body, we do other jobs. So mm-hmm. I have in you know, one of my works out of body is to instruct. Uh, uh, some spirits that they're no longer in the physical life, and that sometimes they're hanging, they're in their house, haunting. They're not haunting the family pretty much because they go, they they stay there and they they're unnoticed because uh, the the physical physically living are vibrating as they dimension. They don't notice him, so it is the bad person or the spirit spirit who's suffering the most because. He's try, he tries to communicate with their loved ones, but they can be heard or seen. So one of my jobs, I had several opportunities, and it was great, was to uh, bring that awareness to them. Listen, you're not in this in physical life anymore. You've got to move on. And uh, sometimes you succeed, and sometimes they just stay there uh, until one time they realize and they move on. So people could conceivably be trapped on the earthly plane in their spirit bodies for for hundreds of years. Most definitely, most definitely. And uh, we see, like, cases of uh, uh, castles at those old places. But generally, they're, 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 they may be, they, they, if, you, if you have a chance to, to see, uh, if you have seen a movie, uh, The Others, uh, you know, there's a family trapped in their house thinking they're the, the, the three, it's a mother and two children. And they they all dead physically uh, dead, and they're living this house, the same house that they're living. And uh, physical people move in, the physical living. They 
they think that the other one, the other ones are the ghosts. To them, mm. nothing happened. They're still there living their lives. Now, there's obviously there are differences that they notice, but they keep going unaware that of the change that uh, the life, I mean, that that caused. So that is, is, it's not, you know, a wall, it's a door, it's a change from one type of uh, uh, living and in physical, uh, living to a non-physical way of life. It's just a change. Yes. You point out in your book that children have a, a stronger ability to see through the curtain to the other side than adults do. And I thought maybe you could tell the, the audience a little about that story of the little boy and Paulino. His, Paulino, uh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, that was incredible. That was incredible. And I'm pretty sure that many of our listeners have seen that. Uh, and I have had that in my, in my, in my housing. And I mentioned in, in the book, my daughter, my, my little daughter, and also my older daughter who used to see me, um, hanging, uh, uh, out of my body in her room when she got scared to death. And, and to a point, there was a time that she came to me and woke me up because I was scaring her. So children have this ability to see, uh, on the other side of the curtain, as you said. And many of the imaginary children, some are imaginary friends that, that children have, some are imaginary and some are not because they're really, they're indeed seeing that because they're not entirely, children are not entirely integrated in physical life until like seven or eight years of age. And, and if you see the brainwaves, for instance, they, they are in alpha until like seven or eight years, not the, the beta waves like of uh, an adult. So that's why they have, in, in the alpha waves are the waves that people are, when they go in trance or in a hypnotic trance, they go into that. So that allows them to see, um, like, more psychic. So it, it, it gives accuracy to their psychic vision. So the Paulinho, the boy, he, he did many, many cases. So he was playing with this uh, friend that he called Paulinho. And, uh, and he was, he had a great time, uh, uh, every time that Paulino came around. And then, uh, his mother asked him, what, uh, who are you playing with? I'm playing with Paulino. Do you know Paulino? He was so, you know, to him, he saw it, and he thought that the mother saw him too. And, uh, the mother said, no, I don't know who Paulino is. So one day they were showing the family album, and the mother uh, came to a picture and said, this is, this was your grandfather. He died before you were born. And uh, the boy jumped out of the, the chair. He said, this is Paulinho, and you told me that you don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was his grandfather that was his, uh, his special friend, his invisible yes. friend. Yes, you know, because Lee, and uh, this is something that is beautiful about life. Love never, never dies. So we, we're bound by love, and we are a huge spiritual family. Now, all the people, especially the people that are very close to us, our mother, our, our, our dear uncles, our fathers, and all these people, they are already part of this huge spiritual family. And uh, what we do is when we, when we pass away and we when leave a physical life, we just leave the sight of the people who are physically living. But we are around, and we're going to protect. So the ties of love never break, and we're going to be around. We're going to, we're going to be protecting them also because, you know, it's the same love but in a different the same care that we're going to take uh, of them, but in a different level. So we're going to be around. We're never alone. We're, you know, in our guardian angels, many that we call our, our parents, our mothers, you know, loved ones, like Paulinho was 
to reach the grandson. Yes. Well, Amira, we're just about out of time. Um, tell us, when is the um, Out and About manual going to be published? Yes, actually, um, it's already um, on Amazon, and uh, it's going to be available this week. But if you go to Amazon, it's already there. And uh, we, as as you know, we have a lot more to talk about, but not enough time. So I know I have, it. <laughs> I, I, I have a, web, a website that there's more information, and it's my name and last name, com. And also I have uh, an option there for our listeners to share their experience. I love to hear from them, from their autobot experiences, near-death experiences, or the invisible, the imaginary friend experience, everything that they would like to share with us would be lovely. Very good. So I'll spell your name. It's A-D-M-I-R-S-E-R-R-A-N-O That's dot right. com. That's correct. And it's just one one word? One Just one word. www.admirsurano.com that's great. And uh, we'll have to have you back again. Uh, half an hour is just not nearly long enough to discuss uh, no, all of the... <laughs> no, no. Not, not, not enough to warm up even, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Amir, uh, for joining us on NDE Radio today. Um, if you'd like to listen to... Uh, the, uh, you folks out there would like to listen to this or any of our past programs again, you'll find them archived at nderadio.org. And for more information on um, NDEs and IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies, uh, go to our website, iands.org. And uh, this is Lee Whitting. Thanks for listening.